Hey everybody, just a quick note before we get started. Eagle-eared listeners might hear some weirdness around the 14-minute mark. That is thanks to the good old technical difficulties. We lost a couple minutes of the show, specifically right when we mentioned the title of the movie Stan and Ollie. So that movie that we're talking about right then, you'll probably be able to figure it out for yourself, but that is Stan and Ollie that did not get mentioned. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. Just two of us this week. We're a man down. It feels like we're like we should have left a space there or something. <laughs> like yeah. this is what it would be like if Andrew had said I'm Andrew. We're the only two humans who could make our way into the cinema today. Yeah. I was sort of thinking maybe Andrew's like pretty far out there. So like yeah. not in a personal way, but just he physically lives quite far. Both so, ways. Both, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all a little out there, to be honest, but I was kind of like, I, I'm I'm wondering if he's going to make it, because it's, it's a snowmageddon out there. Yeah. I woke up to a email from him or a text from him saying, I don't feel well. Can you work for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. But I was also like, it's going to take you three hours to bus in. Yeah. So. A sad uh, voicemail would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> he was like crying. He was like, I really want, I can't miss a podcast. Well, yeah, Andrew's way over on the West End. A friend of mine who lives way over in Orleans, she stayed home because both the kids' schools and daycares were closed. Gwen's home from work today because Carleton University is closed. I think all the universities and colleges and everything are closed. Basically, yeah. And the walk here, which is only like a 15-minute walk, every other business down Bank Street was closed. Yeah. And it's nice out right now. Or when I walked here, it was fine. Yeah, it was actually kind of nice. But if you live anywhere not in the core, I could imagine, like... Looking straight down O'Connor, you could see nothing was done. Yeah. Just four feet of snow. Uh, Yeah. So four feet of snow on the sidewalks, people walking on the road, chaos, anarchy. Yeah, and there's no... The sidewalks are mostly sort of done, but there's no, like, bus let off spot that's clear so it's like you gotta be if you want a bus you gotta earn it basically you have to like jump onto it and I shoveled off our fire exit door essentially (laughs) and I did that so if we have to escape that door we're cool right but if anyone's coming in a wheelchair or who has to come down that ramp the problem is the sidewalk for blocks in either direction haven't been done I didn't even think of that they're not getting in you know they can't like and it's not, I mean, we would love to do it, but yeah. oh my God. I can't even imagine. Doing the, what do you think it is, the, the 12 feet from our door to the sidewalk yeah. almost killed me. And we, I couldn't open the door because mm-hmm. it had snowed three feet and been packed there. Yeah. So that was an effort. But shockingly, a lot of businesses were closed today. Yeah. And I made a little post saying, you know, hop on your tauntaun, we're yeah. open. And I knew some people would come in because... A lot of the business is walk-in. Yeah. So I didn't think it would be packed. And on days like this, we're not, you know, maybe not even profitable to open. But there is some kind of karma wheel of nicety of being there for the neighborhood. Yeah. And we probably have more than I thought, but we probably have 25 people watching Shoplifters at the 4 yeah. o'clock show. And some of them probably didn't have work today because it yeah. was canceled. So. And that's about 23 more people than I thought might show up. Yeah. So. Yeah, who knows how the rest of the day will go, but it's it's going to be uh, interesting. Our friends Target across the street are open, but yeah, like I said, when I was walking here, it seemed every other thing was closed. Mm-hmm. And just with all the stores closed and everything, or sorry, all the schools closed and everything, it's... And I think tomorrow, too, I think a lot of the 
not the universities maybe, but like the high schools and stuff. I think they're just giving up and being. Like, yeah, it's sometimes easy. Even the chip truck guy wasn't there last. Oh my night. god! That's how I knew. Like Targ was closed. Like they're they're normally closed Tuesdays, anyways. Yeah. But it was just me waiting for the bus for twenty five minutes in this snow Ugh. squall, and god. I'm and I look up and I was like, the chip truck guy's not even there. Like he is always there. Like he doesn't really leave. I mean, yeah, yeah. I assume he does, but I've I've never <laughs> seen him not there. And and it said I was just curious because I'm waiting for the bus. What what do I got going on? And I go and look, and it's like back at three. And yeah. I was like, and this was at 10.30 or something. And I was like, so is it 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. tomorrow? We like, don't know. And I didn't, it's not like I needed him. But still, I just thought, I was like, wow, it, even if that guy's not coming in, you know that's something. And there's some photos of folks who, if they live on a, a lower entrance and they're just done. Yeah. Like, you just open the door and it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. where it's just snow. Semi-basement, semi-snow. Like, it is uh, not a good look for I want Gypsy, who's a rat terrier so about the size of a football and I carried her out and the only indentation to the snow this morning was people who left our little eight unit heritage building apartment yeah but by happenstance everybody turned left so there was footprints and then left but right down the street was still nothing nothing. and I kind of put her down and kicked some space for her and put her down and she looked at me and was just like, really? This yeah. isn't going to work? It's like, oh, that's why my cats want to go outside and I open the door and it's a gust of cold wind and they're like, eh, I'd rather not, actually. I love that. Yeah, when cats are like, let me out, let me out. No, no. Yeah, like, and I'm like, I feel the same way, so it's not like I'm going to judge the cat. Yeah, so Gwen's home on a snow day today. Oh, it's only Wednesday. They can't They can't have a five-day weekend. I was going to say, Which, maybe it'll be... Close. Wow, I thought it was Thursday. Yeah, That's so it's Thursday weird. tomorrow. I can't imagine the city closing down for five days. So we'll see. Not the I don't whole know. City. And it's not horrible, but then I heard somebody say that another wave was coming Supposedly, yeah, tonight. like it's supposed to be snowing until six o'clock, but I don't know if that... That's, I don't think that's like last night's snow. I think it's yeah. just kind of like... Here's some extra snow. The <laughs> snow report. Yeah, like it just never stops. I, mean, I, I, I was telling someone yesterday, you know, because like we had people calling yesterday who were like, are you going to be open tonight? And it, it wasn't even that bad yet. I mean, yeah. We're not open that late. But it's sort of it's sort of funny because like I, I enjoy working these shifts. Like like when we worked, I, I won't say I fully enjoyed the tornado day shift, but I mean, I liked the ridiculousness of it's it. It's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, I mean, my feet were soaked. That sucked. But beyond that, it was just, I like these weird days where you, there could be zero or maybe a hundred I'm, I'm trying to talk it up so that we can yeah there, like there was a day we were chatting about earlier where it was a couple years ago it was similar weather to this and i wanted to come see the matinee it must have been over christmas break or something and it was a kids movie we were screening and i was like ah oh, what the hell i'm going in but unlike today it was minus 40 yeah. and four feet of snow everywhere Oof. and i walked and it feels like post-apocalyptic because i've got little <laughs> black scarf over my face and sunglasses on yeah, and a tooth after tomorrow and, yeah and then I look at myself and what I look like and you can't see me it's it's just goggles and you can't see nothing <laughs> oh my god you really were Han Solo and Han pretty much yeah or I look like snake eyes or something oh man all good shadows. yeah yeah <laughs> and but I get here and I remember joking that oh well, what a diva you're gonna play the movie just because the owner came in and wanted to watch a Storks or whatever it was <laughs> oh god I hope it was but then, you know, 30 people showed up, including, I remember a couple people pulling kids on sleds, because they probably came from within a three or four block radius. Yeah. 
And it's very Canadian, you know. It's like <laughs> I don't care whether I don't care if it's minus forty and six feet of snow outside. Yeah. I'm going to a movie. That's the the blessing and the curse to us living like fairly close to here. Is like you yeah. don't really get the option of not coming. Like it's just you're coming in. I mean, yeah, because we have a few folks in Orleans, which is. You know, God, I can't imagine. <laughs> Lee's probably just trapped under snow right now. I assume so. He was like halfway to his car. He's like, why didn't yeah. this would come in? <laughs> but yeah, people are showing up, which is always heartening. It's always very nice when people make that extra effort on horrible days to yeah. come out and see. But I was shocked. Cause, so last night, it was actual snowmageddon. And I was looking at our numbers when I came in today. And it was like seven people for the nine o'clock yeah. show. Which I always... it's We haven't had a cancellation since the blackout. Where we oh, we could not play a movie, right. but because of weather, because of snowstorms or whatever, like the show goes on. Like yeah. it's been a long time. Like in ten years, besides for the blackout, I don't think we've canceled the yeah. show. And the tornado, I guess. I mean, yeah. The, well, the tornado which caused the, the blackout. Right. Yeah. See, that's kind of the only way that we wouldn't show something. I can't remember what it was, but we. I think the weather was just nuts. And we were like, okay, well, if people don't show up, maybe we can put on, like, The Office or Netflix or something, like, yeah. just for the two of us. And then, like, four people came and we were like, well, we probably knew that wasn't going to happen <laughs> anyway, but still. Funny mental picture. So, it's uh, it's good we did get together for a podcast this week because we have so much on the schedule. It's true. And I didn't and want to miss this. I was like, I-, I got a podcast. I like to think that I'm. this is, like, super important. We're like, we can't miss this podcast. This yeah. is, like, it has to happen. The biggest thing about doing anything... Like, consider this our hobby, because this is... I always try to schedule it while we're working, because, you know, to be honest, we don't want to go that extra effort of paying us all an extra hour. Yeah. So we do that, but it's kind of my hobby, you know? But people are like, wow, you've done so many. I'm like, you just have to do it. The key is just doing it. You know, someone who's really good at playing piano, it's because they practiced. Yeah. And if I'm a little better at editing and producing a podcast is because we've done a lot of them yeah you know? and faster too like because yeah some, some nights i'm like man he must have started this at like god 11 p.m or oh, something you're <laughs> like, right yeah like just editing i've gotten faster and just quickly getting little things in and out because the editing is all you know some podcasts i listen to they almost joke about it yeah. where they don't do any editing so you hear every thought of pause or every stutter but i try to go in and just when we have a pause or stutter or sometimes we talk over each other so it doesn't make sense for 10 seconds but I can cut it out and everything still is fine mm-hmm. so I go that extra effort and it takes a 35 minute podcast down to like 32 yeah but it makes it nice and tighter and stuff but it is nice just to do it and think this is part of our job yeah and when we get feedback and that's why I'm trying to remember to tell people to you know give us a thumbs up on Twitter or Facebook yeah. or on iTunes that's just nice and gets a little bit more attention and spreads the word a bit and I have been noticing more strangers yeah because you know when lee gives us a thumbs up on facebook i'm like ah you're here yeah you had to do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) when eric likes us on twitter i'm like oh well he's on the show i'm like he's gonna do that anyway but i haven't been noticing more newcomers which is very nice Mm -hmm. yeah so that's fun and it is we are starting to give the podcast to the blast the radio radio station online radio station nice which makes it feel like that's another part of the job. Like, yeah. we have to have one to give them content. It's true. And now I, I made a couple of ads to put up in the theater, and I was like, well, now we have to do it. Because yeah. otherwise someone will see the ad. Because I just got <laughs> tired. Every time, like, I would mention the podcast, I'm like, I don't normally do it, but if it comes up, and then every time someone's like, oh, you have a podcast? And I'm yeah. just like, to me, I'm like, how do you not know? But then I'm like, well, I don't know. If you're not checking social media, yeah. I guess. And vice versa, when a stranger comes up and goes, 
oh, you're on the podcast? Good job. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so, like, I'm like, wow, you're not my mom. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're like, on the podcast? Because let me tell you, that yeah. is a real slog and a half. It's like, that Eric is just too much. I listen every week just to hate listen. Yeah. See, and that's good. You know, we're still <laughs> getting the views or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. I'm fine with that. We're recording this on February 13th, the day after Snowmageddon Part 1. So we'll be chatting about the 15th through the 21st. We have nine normal movies this week, and along with a few other rentals. That so to speak, normal. Normal, yeah. <laughs> Coming back for a unprecedented, almost, sixth week, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which, again, is just impressive because I always like pointing out the studio who produced the damn movie yeah. didn't want to give it to us because they're like, oh, you want something else? This one's not doing too well. Yeah, but it's like, for who, you know? It's like, we got your back, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, it's doing fine for us, but it's like, oh, you know, Mandy's not doing well other places. Like, yeah, but we're killing it. Then. Yeah. No, I can always work it back to Mandy. Mandy but the point is, no, I, I do find that, that funny because, like, certain things that play amazing here just probably would be terrible in South Keys or Oh, for whatever. sure. So but, that's fun. And this is, yeah, a good movie, as, as we've pointed out before. Yeah, and by the time, we, well, we got one more podcast before the Oscars, but this one's up for three Oscars. Kind of long shots for all, but, you know, when a smaller movie like this, even with someone like Melissa McCarthy and Richard E. Grant in it gets a couple nominations, it's good for them. I think it draws in extra money. Yeah. So we have that. Then we have eight-time nominee, Vice. Is it really eight? Eight. Jeez. Best Picture Director, Screenplay, Christian Bale, Amy Adams, Sam Rockwell, Editing, and Makeup Hairstyling. Eight. Damn. Because I, yeah. I keep, I kind of just focus on Bale. You know, part of that is just because when you have someone who puts that much into a role and it, it almost towers above the movie itself, you know, but I'm excited about that. And of course, I always like pointing out it's from the Oscar winning screenwriter who, before his Oscar turn of the big, I almost called it the big sick, the no, big short. It, the big, I thought you were going to say the big shoot. Yeah. yeah. The big short. Did the Anchorman movies. Yeah. And, so, and, and a bunch of, like other, I think he did Step Brothers or... Th- yeah, a bunch of those yeah, real fairly... silly stuff. So, I mean... He, and, and what's great about that is, I mean, he obviously did well financially and could have just kind of been like, yeah, I could keep doing these. But yeah. he's like, you know what? I've made a name for myself. And I wouldn't be surprised if Anchorman 3 is on the horizon somewhere, yeah. probably. But and, I, and I love that, you know, and, and you know, like 2 is hit and miss, but I just, I love the camaraderie of those kind of like movies where you get all these theoretically big egos, yeah. but they're just having kind of a bit like Ocean's Eleven, you know, where you have like an experienced director and just really good actors who are just having fun, you know? I, I, I love, I kind of miss that about the old 60s movies, you know, and they would have yeah. those kind of like... Yeah, like there's a couple gangs still, like the, the Seth Rogen gang, mm-hmm. kind of the Steven Sonnenberg gang, these guys, Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, people working together again yeah, over like, and over and over. And sort of like the, I, I, the Sandberg crew, like some yeah. of those... Even, you know, not greatest turnout, but the Adam Sandler gang. Yeah. I mean, these they're still, I guess, making their money. I yeah. I mean, like, they're, they're getting that Netflix dough. So, I mean, I guess... I guess Rob Schneider's like, oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, he's a whole other kettle of fish, but still. But Vice is coming up for five screenings this week. And I, th- I think it is the front runner in a couple categories. Mm-hmm. Then we have an interesting example of a movie that just kind of came and went on all sides a lot of people probably thought would have gotten some oscar nominations for the actors yeah, yeah. or for for john c Riley. okay and as, just you know i would see if you told me oh steve coogan and john c Riley are starring <laughs> yeah. in a movie i don't care what the topic is i would go see that yeah movie. for sure it, it didn't turn out to be the greatest movie like the talent involved is just so amazing and then we have the highly anticipated by lee and other film nerds <laughs> The 4K restoration of Police Story and Police Story 2. 
Oh boy. I'm fairly sure I've only seen these maybe even on VHS. I, I've never seen them. It's so. been a long time. And I might have the uh the Weinsteins before before Ugh. Weinstein got taken down for being a horrible human being. Yeah. He was also kind of a lot of film nerds had issues with him because there was a silver lining where he was releasing a lot of these Jackie Chan or international type movies, mm-hmm. but editing them down with the mindset, I think at the time of the mindset of, we need a 90 minute movie because right. we'll get in more screen time. Mm-hmm. So you know, both these movies are fascinatingly 101 minutes, right? but I think they were cut down to 85 or 90 minutes for their mid 90s release. Right. So even that, I might not have seen the uncut version. Yeah, it's it's so confusing. And I mean, I, I talked to Lee about that. I mean, you don't have to really get him started. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it's not hard. But one of the things that came up talking to him is just that I remember after Rumble in the Bronx blew up and they started kind of pumping it. I guess Miramax started pumping out. Yeah these other movies and I remember when Supercop came out which is the fourth police story movie I believe although it originally wasn't part of it I think and then it was it's very confusing but the thing that I remember and I was telling Lee was that in the trailer there's a scene where Jackie Chan's in the water and a shark is going around him and I was like I had always wanted to see it I don't know why I never did but I was like oh yeah cool shark movie and then Lee was like oh yeah they apparently cut out 20 minutes of that ending shark sequence and in the uncut version the sharks have dummy legs in their mouths going around underwater and I was like, what? That's insane. It just blew my mind. And, and I understand maybe cutting out certain dialogue or maybe like a subplot. Yeah. But to, to cut out like, I, I mean, I'm a biased shark loving guy, I guess. <laughs> but still, like it just seems insane to me that you would, because that, that's not even really violent. Like they're dummy legs. There's not blood. Like it's just, it's just so weird to me. I mean, Weinstein's not going to make sense. And, and he's hacked to bits so many interesting movies over the years. But it's just baffling to me that you could just ruin a piece of art like that you know yeah none of the cuts were for anything controversial like it wasn't like they were cutting up a Lars von Trier movie or something it was purely (laughs) almost like a TV movie they were purely or a movie on TV they were cutting it for time they wanted it as short as possible and you saw that as well with Army of Darkness from Universal at the time I guess it was right before all or years before Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter came out when people went oh people will sit through a three hour movie and it'll make money because Army of Darkness famously for nerds is crazy short like with credits I think is 85 minutes or something 88 tops and and I'm pretty sure there's like at least four cuts of that movie yeah because I'm at least there's two I've seen one with the original ending which is a more like Rip Van Winkle post-apocalyptic ending and then one (laughs) with the Ted Raimi in the the S-Mart ending. Yeah. But both of them are, I think, significantly longer. Like, ten minutes, maybe. At least, yeah. And to say, like, no, no, keep cutting, keep cutting. Because they wanted it so short. And so that's gone away because now they're like, ah, two and a half hours, sure, no problem. Yeah, and it's a, which much to your chagrin, you know. Yeah. But still, which yeah. is sort of ironic because you're like, you love the ninety minute movie, but not when it's taking ten yeah. minutes out of a good movie. No, I like it. I like it if the the intent was a ninety minute movie. Right. Not like some jerk hacking up. like and, and actually, another thing that always bugged me about Miramax was that they would just buy up rights to stuff they never intended to release. Or yeah. at least maybe initially intended to, but then... Because so many things were just like on the shelf that weren't bad. It just... They didn't, I guess, want to make a push for it or they didn't want to just release it. It was like, oh, we'll do something else. And, and I just... And I think, like, you know, music labels used to do that back in the day as well. And, and, and it always bugged me. It's just like, release it or let it go, you know? Like, just... I hate that. Did Disney, because Disney bought Miramax years ago. Right. Which people forget, the same way they bought Marvel and Pixar, they bought Miramax. 
But I wonder after now, after it has come out that their owner is a monster, yeah, are they going to bother making Miramax movies or just it's, change the name and have that be their art house? I, you I know? think they did change the name, like, or they were talking about it in the last like six months. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it actually went through, but I think that was kind of the thing. Was like they're they're gonna, but then you have like. It's weird, like his name, brand recognition is the whole point of all of this. Yeah. That's why you put money and time into stuff. But when your brand recognition is <laughs> yeah. monster, monster. you're yeah. like, wow, okay. Like at that point, you're just like, yeah, let's let's just start calling stuff Touchstone again and yeah. have that be our thing. I love that, like, Orion is back, though. Like, oh some God, of these ones yeah. that come back from the dead or, like, Hammer, I guess. Someone like, else just came back from... Who's the ones with the... Uh, the Pegasus TriStar? I think so, I yeah. I think I heard TriStar sure. was coming back. Which is fun. I always like that. Like, it's just, that's that's so childhood, you know, remembering these oh, for like, sure. intro bits. That Pegasus logo, to me, to be honest, I can't even think of a movie off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, no. But it just it just screams being at a movie on the weekend with my dad yeah. in 1986. Even the know? Touchstone one, too. Like, that little, like, the, the lightning yeah. going by or whatever. And, and again, like, I couldn't really name you one. No, but, but they're gone. Uh, that's That was always fun. And uh, it, one interesting, you know, Universal has always kind of had a fun one as well. And I was watching, last week I watched The Extended Waterworld, the, like, three-hour oh version God. of Waterworld. Wow. Which sounds like punishment, but it was, like... <laughs> It's fine. I have to see that. Be- yeah. The best thing about that is, like, most of the edit scenes are Kevin Costner being a monster, like, <laughs> throwing, like, women into the water and and going away and, like, punching a kid. and st- Maybe he doesn't punch a kid, but stuff like that. Yeah. But it was funny because, like, they did that. It's it's kind of rare, but they did the thing where it's, like, Universal logo, pan in, and then it's, like, oh, the land's going away. Oh, now it's just the globe and it's water. And then it becomes, yeah, like, I the movie that. guy voice is, like you know in a time where there's no <laughs> land anymore or whatever it's, it's funny because it, like i always liked that uh when they would do that you know t- tweak the universal logo or, or yep. whatever logo they did that in van helsing too which a lot of oh, people van helsing. yeah i'm not saying go like van helsing <laughs> yeah. but i did like how it did it in a black and white and it tweaked the beginning so crazily we got four more retro movies to still talk about <laughs> yeah most of these are because it's just they're one-off movies one night only kind of things but we have the Rocky Horror Picture Show back again. Excellent. Hopefully not for the last time. We don't know. You've it's, heard us talk about it before of the Disney Fox thing that is still looming. We're hoping we can lock it in, but God knows. Then we have a fun crossover. The NAC is doing a tribute concert to Harry Belafonte called We Love Belafonte. Nice. And Good they title. came to us and said, do you want to do a Beetlejuice screening? And we're <laughs> like, well, any excuse to show Beetlejuice. Not where I thought you were going with that. I mean, I knew Beetlejuice was playing, but it's just like, we really like Harry Belafonte. You yeah. want to show a movie about Belafonte? No, we no, were no, thinking Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice yeah. Like, right. <laughs> So we're showing Beetlejuice for Family Day, a matinee screening, which I hope people will come out to. People will have a chance to win a couple of free tickets to the Belafonte event at the NAC if you come to the screening. And Beetlejuice is just, man, it's it's a really good movie. And there's so many little cool things about it of like, Beetlejuice doesn't even show up for the first 20 minutes. Yeah, It's got Canadian icon like Catherine O'Hara in it. Yeah. A baby uh, Winona Ryder. And, and a, a, an F-bomb or possibly two. Yeah, little Alec Baldwin. Pre, pre-warning on that one, I guess. Yeah, it's still rated PG, but like a lot of PG movies of the 80s. Yeah. But I remember loving that movie. Still love that movie. I've never seen it on the big screen, pretty sure. Yeah, like, uh, I it wasn't allowed great. to watch it when I was a kid because of the F-bomb. And, and I guess, I mean, I guess it's scary for young kids, probably. My friend has a little a little one, a little four-year-old. She's already seen the movie a bunch. And okay. I told him about it to remind him because parents always, you know, forget to look at schedules. And I'm like, family day, bring your kid to see this movie. 
would it scare her? And he's like, nah, she's seen it 30 times already. Yeah. And I think a kid watching a movie at home, it's a good warm-up, but this will be her first big screen movie. And I'm right. like, how epic in her life of getting to come see her favorite movie as Man. her first movie in the Mayfair in a real movie theater. I'm like, you have to come see this. That's so. amazing. I can't believe that's her favorite movie, too. That's already amazing. So Yeah, I think, I think a lot of kids, you know, some kids are scared of E.T. or Gremlins or whatever. And then some aren't. You know, I remember as a kid watching the thriller video and going, oh, that's fun, scary. Yeah. But some kids being terrified of it, you know? Yeah. So it's any, it's like any grown-up. I know grown-ups who can't watch horror movies, so. And I think it, some of that, too, I think, is just being like, this isn't real, this is how they did that, or something yeah. like that. And I've always wondered that with Lee, you know, because, like, he's done horror movies and stuff, and he has kids. And I always wonder oh, yeah. if, like, because obviously his kids have seen, like, a ton of, like, cool movies and stuff just by nature of living with Lee. <laughs> but Well, I remember... My dad, this is a longer story I'll make short, but my dad was afraid of snakes. And this okay. sounds crazy, but it's because the nuns in his school were like, snakes are evil. Oh, I thought you were say they like whipped him with a snake no, no, no. or like yeah, they no. had a snake pit or something. But when he was a little kid going to like Catholic school, yeah. nuns were like, snakes are evil, bad snakes. <laughs> so he was afraid of snakes. And then when I came around, he was like, this is ridiculous. You don't live in Australia or something where everything's going to kill you. Yeah. So he consciously stop being afraid of snakes because he didn't want me to be afraid of dumb things. <laughs> but any kid who's afraid of spiders or snakes yeah. is usually because their parents or somebody bigger in their life was afraid of it. So I imagine with Lee, who has nerded up his kids from toddlerhood, yeah. watching Star Wars or Flash Gordon or Jackie Chan movies, yeah. I think they're just desensitized to it you know it's true which you know is good and bad depending on the kid I guess but because yeah. I see like online you know, there'll be guys who are like oh I showed my six year old Evil Dead and stuff <laughs> and I'm just like I just have to learn to stay out of it because it's like it's, it's none of my business but I, I, that just blows my mind and I, but kids it's you know kids these days quote unquote but I think back to VHS in the Kodachrome glorious days of VHS. Yeah. And I think back and I'm like, holy cow, I saw a house when I was like nine. You yeah. know, like those summer days of renting videos with no restriction mm -hmm. and your parents being busy or not around sometimes or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I watched horror movies when I was way too young to watch yeah. horror movies. Even Jaws, you know, I mean, it's oh, PG, yeah. but it's like, that's pretty frightening. I mean. And I must have seen <laughs> Alien on VHS for the first time when I was maybe 12 or something like that yeah. like way under restricted and drive-ins too I remember going to the drive-in with my, my dad and seeing stuff where it's like you know luckily I didn't come out scarred for life but I saw Robocop probably when I was 12 yeah and that's that is an intense movie oh god like, yeah I, I rewatched that a couple weeks ago and it's I mean I, I had remembered that but it's still like that that is a gory film yes and then it somehow eventually had a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. So Weird. Full circle. But then you were too old to appreciate that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so I was like, well. So then we have The Jerk presented by our friends at the Embarrassing Humans podcast. Why did you point at me when you said <laughs> The Jerk. Now we have The Jerk. <laughs> and I really like this, and I think they've already got two more ideas. They've had a little break. They did it back in October with Young Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. So this one, it's under the banner of I Can't Believe You Haven't Seen because they are showing... 30, 40-year-old movies that hopefully teens and people in their 20s yeah. or 30s will come see because they haven't seen it yet or they've only seen it on the small screen. Mm. And this is so great, and I've told this to them, is that showing old stuff is risky. A lot of times people just don't show up. Right. 
So now we get to show these cool movies without the danger of us not making money. <laughs> yeah. So is, and I told them about we hope that. it works like, for them too. Oh, but we're like, okay, we're good. But and I think the first one did. I, I don't think it was a blockbuster, but I believe about fifty people came for Young Frankenstein. Yeah. And so that did well. And for this one, for the jerk, hopefully we'll do well from it again. And they think every couple months they want to do this. And at this screening, they will record a podcast as well after yeah. the screening with a couple of stand-up comedians. And that first podcast, it took them a while, but I put a link to it on Twitter and Facebook and yeah. our website. You can go listen to that now, recorded. And I want to hear what it sounds like. Yeah, they recorded that in, in front of our screen. Right. I'm assuming, I wasn't here, I'm assuming they actually probably each had a handheld mic hooked up to whatever they Most were recording likely, on. Yeah. Because, yeah, like right now we're just going off of one mic, which works well with three people huddled around it. Yeah. But if we were on stage, that wouldn't work. Well, so. in, a, in a closed room here as well. Because, like, yeah. on the stage, I mean, the earliest podcasts were recorded in the theater. And uh, you can tell. Yes. So, but, yeah, if, 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 well, I mean, the technology has advanced in a couple of years. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. So, yeah, so go support that because I want the Embarrassing Humans to be able to do this more. And yeah. Like this week, the final movie we have this week is E.T. the Extraterrestrial, which we just mentioned. Yeah, that's um, random. This is the annual family day screening from Tracy Arnett Realty. First E.T. screening for them? Or? You, you know, I think they did it once before. Huh. I mean, they've been doing it for 10 years, and, and I know in this run they've done a few different things. Yeah. I know they've done Princess Bride. Please. I seem to recall Field of Dreams. Yeah, I, I know we screened that, but I couldn't remember what it was for. But that, yeah, that would make sense. What else? I don't know. But yeah, like so Grease for sure. Grease, which is we tease that it's the best worst kids movie of all time. Yeah, I think maybe a Muppet film, maybe a Muppet movie. Yeah, they came to us for advice, and I said off the top of my head, I was like. If available, a Muppet movie's cool, or E.T. So, yeah. Lee was like, Robocop. Robocop. Like, no, no, yeah. I don't think we're going to be doing that. And the bonus for this, this podcast will go up on Valentine's Day on the 14th. So uh -huh. if, you're, if you're listening to this before Monday, the 18th of February, it's a free movie with free popcorn and drink for everyone who comes. So it'll be a madhouse. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm always glad that I don't usually get scheduled for those because they know I'm not a morning person. Yeah. I, I like them to do well, you know, and I, it's fun for the kids and stuff, but I'm like, oh, I would not be looking too good that early in the morning. And I do admit I like that they picked E.T. because it has some crazy swear words in it. Yeah. And I like to see the reaction of maybe some parent who doesn't realize and then go, oh, yeah. Oh, man, the, <laughs> the E.T. Beetlejuice double bill uh, is going to be pretty sweet for yeah. swearing and whatnot. And, you know, we thought of splitting that up a bit because sometimes we have bad luck with a kid movie after a kid movie but because Beetlejuice isn't a kid movie yeah. and to be honest it's just our programming is so strong recently because <laughs> pat ourselves on the back a yeah, little bit yeah because Lee is a genius yeah. but it's just we have Can You Ever Forgive Me Stan and Ollie and Vice all playing on Family Day and those will hopefully do all well so it's kind of that risk of Lee was saying you don't want to stick Beetlejuice in the 6.30 slot and then my humble recommendation was I think it's not great for a 9 o'clock slot because hopefully some 12-year-olds might want to come. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Hopefully 1 o'clock. And NEC has been great about spreading the word. So That's a really... I actually screenshotted that day because we literally have five, or maybe it's six, but I think it's five really good... Oh, yeah. Not that I've seen them all, but like just heavy hitters. I was like, man, you yeah. could literally come here for five, six movies in a row and not be upset. Well, yeah, because that day is E.T. Beetlejuice, Forgive Me, Stan and Ollie Vice. Yeah. So... Bam. And <laughs> Just the whole day. Amazing. And as uh, NAC, that's not a free event, is it? No, that's a normal like ticket in advance. Yeah, just okay. basically a crossover with them because they have their event and we have ours. Nice. Like I said, you can win some tickets if you come out to that. 
and it's Beetlejuice. It looks so nice on the big screen. Yeah. It's, it's right before, and I'm not one who's anti CG effects at all. Yeah. But it's ET, well, ET, yeah, but sorry, Beetlejuice and Batman from Tim Burton. Those two films were right before CG happened with, yeah. you know, Terminator 2 and stuff. And you can see it, all this beautiful stop motion animation and big crazy sets and miniatures, mm. Beetlejuice flying around on string, you know, on wire. <laughs> yeah. And they, they are, are, of their time and I love that you yeah. know I don't want them to be updated with special effects or anything no and they tease the Beetlejuice sequel every like year it seems like and yeah. I just don't it'll never please everyone no so I'm, I'm fine if that never happens but I'm also fine if it does happen see if it's gonna happen it'll happen now yeah because Michael Keaton is is uh, swinging home runs left right and center <laughs> yeah and he's about to do his reunion film with Tim Burton so maybe oh. while he and Tim were hanging out on the Dumbo set, Man. they might be going like, hey, uh, we should do Beetlejuice, you know? <laughs> like, God, I didn't even realize he was in Dumbo. He and Danny DeVito are in it. Wow. And Danny DeVito has worked with Tim Burton past Batman. Yeah. But this is the first... This has happened sometimes in careers, but he did three movies with Michael Keaton and then nothing. And he, he, he outgrew him? <laughs> I don't think it's ever like... <laughs> Intended. I think sometimes a filmmaker wakes up and goes like, oh, wow, you know? Yeah. Because uh, recently Tim Burton worked with Michelle Pfeiffer again. Sadly, it was in Dark Shadows, which kind of was like, eh. It, yeah, it was, a, it was like better than the reputation, but not good enough to recommend. Yeah. I guess, like... Tim Burton, for me, the, the big thing was Alice in Wonderland, which was the first one I hated. Yeah. Because I just like movies so much that even Planet of the Apes, his Planet of the Apes, I was like, hey, there's apes in it, you yeah. know? Like, I was kind of like, I know it's not five stars or anything, but... Tim Roth was pretty good in that. Yeah, and, and so with Dark Shadows, same thing. It was like, ah, it had some cool stuff in it, you know? But Dumbo, I think, has a shot of whether it's good or not, I think might make a billion dollars again. It's so possible. maybe on the heels of that, they'll be like, hey, uh, Beetlejuice? Yeah, and it, you, I mean, it's so weird, like, just his his career trajectory in the last, five, God, what, 15 years now? Yeah. I don't even know, but just... I never would have seen Tim Burton being a Disney darling. Oh, yeah. And obviously he did stuff for Disney back in the day as well, but just so weird to see him taking on all these random projects and they're doing well. Like, I don't know what's weirder, him doing them all or them exceedingly, you know, surpassing expectations money-wise at least. (laughs) Okay, let's wrap this up because it's already gone five minutes longer than I was planning. Oh, man. Because we can talk. We could just do a 90-minute podcast. With no Andrew. No Andrew. Take that, Andrew. Yeah, stay sick. No, don't (laughs) don't stay sick. We love him. So be sure to go visit us at mayfairtheater.ca. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. As we mentioned, go and like us or thumbs up us or retweet us and all that kind of stuff. Go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. On Valentine's Day, they're doing fun stuff as well. We'll be back next week with our pre-Oscar podcast. Yeah, and, and come see Scott Pilgrim tonight if you listen to this on Valentine's. Yeah, If yeah. you're that fast, <laughs> if you're I don't that know. that fast, <laughs> it'll be awesome. We're excited. Very excited. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you soon at the Mayfair. Bye. Bye-bye. Now we get to go dig out the exits. Oh, yeah. Forever. Detroit, the near future. Officer Alex J. Murphy and his partner, Ann Lewis, fight to rid the decaying city of the criminal element which infests it. After being mortally wounded in the line of duty, Officer Murphy is outfitted by OCP with bulletproof titanium robotic parts and with computer-enhanced motor and sensory capabilities. He has become the ultimate super cop. Robocop.